Hey roommates, today on The Same Room, we're gonna be having a conversation that I'm sure you're familiar with. It's around the conversation of Protect Her. And I'm gonna be joined by Angelica Wadu, she's the founder of The Shade Room, Erica Campbell, she's a Grammy award-winning artist and a pastor, and actress Megan Good Franklin. It's gonna be a conversation where we get to really dig deep into what it means to protect her, especially what it looks like even in our own lives. And so join us. You know, I'm so excited that we're all here today to talk about Protect Her. It's a conversation that is so loud in culture right now. Mm -hmm. But what I find interesting about this is that all the way back in 1962, Malcolm X said the very same thing when he talked about the most unprotected person in America is the black woman. Yes. And here we are today. And what it's intriguing is that the cry of culture, you know, there's a lot of things that's triggered it. You know, we look at the what happened with Brianna Taylor's case. We look yeah. at, you know, coming into the awareness of what happened to Meg The Stallion and I just wanted to hear from you all why is this such an important conversation to have now I think if we have this conversation now it is not just for us but it's for the generations after us mm -hmm. if they feel cared for if they feel like someone's at least talking about who they will be where they will fit in society you know I think it, it gives them more strength to move mm -hmm. forward in confidence and there's a lot of depression and a lot of insecurities because people just don't feel safe or cared for especially with the climate in this country so this conversation is very necessary not just for us but for who's coming behind us 100% I think it really is about the generation I mean yes it's for us as well because as she said there's a lot of insecurities mm -hmm. there's a lot of different things just people our age but especially for the little girls coming behind us the mm -hmm. little boys who are being told how to treat them by what we put into the world yes. Yes. and a lot of that is affected by social media a lot of it's yeah. affected by music mm -hmm. a lot of it's affected by everything every single messaging that they're getting and so mm -hmm. it is super super important that we kind of like be on the front lines yes. of saying okay let me redirect the story and let me tell you mm -hmm. this is what it is mm -hmm. the black woman is beautiful mm -hmm. yeah. she's the most exotic creature in the world mm -hmm. she is worthy she is capable and all those things and kids are so impressionable teenagers are so impressionable Very. and i think we sometimes underestimate how impressionable they are so having this conversation is beyond important mm -hmm. now even making it personal because i think that's some, one, some of the things that we struggle with is that you know there is the cry for it but then we don't know how to make that personal mm -hmm. so then when we look at ourselves what does protect her mean to you mm -hmm. protect her for me means protect my mental space mm -hmm protect my spiritual space, my family. Um, it, it means protecting it all. And uh, sometimes, unfortunately, we have to learn how to protect ourselves mm -hmm. because we have this false sense of being a boss and being on the grind. And so that means I have to do everything all at the same time. At, and I have to sacrifice my sanity and my peace, my rest. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen posts where people like, I'll, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And, and I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> you'll die faster yeah, yeah, yeah. than <laughs> You know, but then these messages reverberate to the people around us. You know, yeah. I have people who work for me and I never want to put out those messages because I do work really hard and have a lot of things going on. I have to make sure that I am first um, giving this message. And I have a 16 year old daughter who's always paying attention. Mm -hmm. My 16 year old's talking about, you know, I'm not doing it enough and I need to, do I'm going, Krista, just do good at school. Just clean your room and be nice to your brother and sister. Mm -hmm. If we are not taking these messages of taking care of ourselves better, our health, um, our relationships, guarding our circles, if we are not doing that, then 
we're kind of hypocrites even in this whole conversation. It's ha mm -hmm. It has to start with us. But yeah. there's a lot of work and there's a lot of layers to taking care of yourself. Yeah. It's things that we've dealt with generationally, generationally, what we've seen of our mothers and our grandmothers. If we've yeah. seen them diminished, then we feel like, oh, that's just how it goes and there's nothing I can do. So um, starting with me, starting with us um, is very, very, I'm just happy to be in this conversation. Truthfully, I really, really am. I think 100% I agree with Erica just said it does start with us and it does mm -hmm. start with setting the example mm -hmm. but I also think we have to set the example of taking care of each other as well. Yes. We, are, we are responsible to ourselves and we can only control what we do mm -hmm. but I think in that example of taking care of ourselves it's also when you take care of each other, when women stand up for each other, yes. when they look out for each other, when they advocate for each other, um, that is just, it just takes seeing someone else do that to give someone else the mm -hmm. strength to say, yeah, that's what I was feeling too, but I was scared to say it, or I don't yeah. want to not be like cool, or I don't want to be like yeah. overly sensitive about a situation. Yeah. And, and so I think just, you know, living in your authenticity as it pertains to how you feel comfortable standing up in a situation and, and even when you don't feel comfortable yeah. standing up. But I think a big part of taking care of ourselves is setting the example to take care of each other, yeah. you yeah. know? And sometimes we have to do it out loud. I, I mean, if I can be transparent, um, maybe two weeks ago, I just had a really, really rough Monday. Um, I didn't really want to get out of the bed, but I had to because, you know, you got husband and kids. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, then I had to get up and do the radio show and I got to inspire everybody. But it was just not a good day. So somewhere probably in the middle of the day, I just tweeted, um, hey, guys, just pray for me. You know, things feel a little bit crazy and I needed a little extra prayer power. Well, I put my phone down and went about my day. When I went back, it was so many people saying, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for you. Mm -hmm. I even got a phone call from Anita Baker just telling me that she was proud of me wow. for even being bold enough to do that because a lot of times we suffer in silence because we have to look good. and We, we, we have a problem with saying, I'm not doing good today. It's mm. the highlight reel. So it's yeah, the yeah, highlight reel. Social media is the highlight yeah. reel. Yeah, so being able to have somebody to say, yeah, because I second-guessed it. I was like, should I take the message down? Was it doing too much? You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but to be able to be honest and go, hey, not having a good day today, and then have people support me and go, you'll be okay, you'll make it through, tomorrow's coming, you know what I mean? God is with you, we're praying for you. It was just, it was so affirming that I could be honest and then be supported in that honesty. I, I would say that I agree with you guys. I think that there's a saying that says, um, if you're always woke, you never sleep. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, yeah. And I feel like black women, it's this expectation that we have to be woke. Like, yeah. you know, one of the great qualities about us is that we're advocates, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Not just for ourselves, but for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Anybody that's going through any kind of injustice, we like to speak up yes. and, and draw attention mm -hmm. to it. And I feel like while we, we are advocates and that's what we operate in naturally, we have to find some time to sleep. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We can't be woke all the time. Right. Yeah. We just can't, you know what I mean? Um, we gotta get rest. Yeah. And so I think that um, protecting her, like you said, is, is, is also understanding when to advocate and when to say, you know what, I just need to focus on my mental right yeah. now. Yeah. And I don't always have to be the martyr. I don't yeah. always have to be the champion yeah. all the time. No, I agree yeah. with that because I believe that, you know, not every battle is ours. Mm -hmm. And also I love the point on vulnerability because mm -hmm. 
when we are able to just open because you know there's that saying like check on your strong friend yes. Yes. but I feel like black women are the I strong friend and it's like knowing that we can be vulnerable and say mm. like yes I know I'm supposed to look like I carry all this on my shoulder mm -hmm. but that we can protect ourselves and we can just open up and Absolutely. say hey like I need because the, it's so beautiful like even the idea of protection means you know that you're being covered mm -hmm. but we can't always cover ourselves yeah. you know you have to allow other people in your space to, to cover, cover you and mm -hmm. I think that's even the beauty of sisterhood, mm. yeah. you know, and showing the next generation that you can trust your sisters. Yes. You know, we see this when it comes to the, when it comes to black men, we see that they have this strong tribe, but we don't always see that with black women. Right. And, you know, just like even in your personal lives, like what is the benefit of sisterhood? Sisterhood is everything. Um, I feel like black women have sisterhood, um, but but our allegiance to black men sometimes or just any you know <laughs> you know could kind of uh, sway it a little bit um but i think that sisterhood is everything i think if mm -hmm. black women if we get together and really stand for each other then yeah you know, a lot of change can happen because we, like you said, we have to protect ourselves. Yeah. If we, we don't want Malcolm X's quote to be true 20 years 20, from now. Right, um, right. And so I feel like the only way we can change is if we protect ourselves, you know what I mean? Yeah. And show other people how to protect us. Yeah. And yeah. that seems like the only solution right now. Yeah. And I think we need to work harder at, you know, jealousy and how we treat each other and envy mm -hmm. and stuff with the dudes. It, it, it makes no sense that if your man cheats on you, you want to fight the girl because she mm -hmm. disrespected you. you she because she it. didn't promise <laughs> you anything. First of all, he, exactly, he made the commitment. Yeah. So right. you're playing yourself because you're going to fight her. Who are you going to fight next? At right. what point are you going to tell him? You know what I'm saying? To make a decision about your self-worth and what you deserve and all those things. And so I think we have to work hard at, like, even, you know, in my mm -hmm. profession, like, when you're a kid, you're taught, like, you're in competition with everybody. Yeah. And you're like, you know, you've got to go in there and do better than her. And I remember being around 19 and, like, really processing like I'm not her and she's not me and what mm -hmm. we bring to the table is completely different mm -hmm. even if we read the lines the same way mm -hmm. we look different we give different essence we have different energy we have different life experiences where we're coming from is is so vastly different and just being able to process like the reality of what's mine is mine nobody can take it from me Absolutely. and what's hers is hers and I cannot take it from her yeah. why should I ever compete with her if anything I should champion her mm -hmm. without any fear of anything else just yeah. champion her and and as I began to really just like champion everyone the freeingness and and I mean it from my heart mm -hmm. like when I see Taraji win or I see mm -hmm. Carrie win I mm -hmm. my heart explodes Explodes. Yeah, like, it just makes me happy. Do you feel like it was always that way or did you have to learn to be that way? I think part of it is my nature and then part of it I had to learn because even though there was a portion of me that was my nature, I learned the opposite which mm -hmm. is competition. You're mm -hmm. taught to like have that mindset. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn it and then I had to unlearn it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, and sometimes you gotta check yourself too. Like there's times when I see someone get something, I'm like, oh man, I'm happy for it, but I wish I could've, mm -hmm. you know? And I have to check myself and remind myself mm -hmm. like, God has what he has for me mm -hmm. and you need to celebrate her and you need to support yeah. her. Mm -hmm. And you also need to know that she's going through something. Mm -hmm. She's being hated on. There's people who are jealous of her. You don't know what her situation is. It and does I, and need I, to come from yeah. her 100%. sisters. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like that is interesting to be honest. I mean, it's important to be honest because have we all have you guys ever experienced jealousy at any point in your life? 
Um, of course, but yes. I'm from a big yes. circle of women. So I have yes. seven sisters, and then I have uh, these girls that I call uh, these girls that I call the G's that I've had. They've been my friends since I was 16. I think mm. the the last two joined when I was like maybe 17, 18, and mm. we've been through everything: marriage, cancer, death, divorce, mm. um, our own conflict. We've been through it together, and I love to say we've been through it. We didn't throw anyone away. We would have accountability mm. conversations. I remember mm -hmm. one time we literally took a vacation to just be honest with each other like we literally like sis you're gonna have to stop doing this okay wow. like you know oh, you, if you have that. a girl who mm -hmm. is in love with a guy you know she's not he's not in love with her like we're honest with each other and we're still friends to this day I literally mm -hmm. just called one of my friends the other day and I was like girl am I tripping she's like <laughs> yes you are but you're entitled <laughs> have this conversation like these circles make me feel strong yeah. and empowered I mean even the circles that I'm building with you know people in the industry like I can have a I can have a I can cry backstage They'll pray for me, cover me, touch up my makeup, and go, okay, now get <laughs> on stage. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that is such a beautiful thing to have. And I, personally, I'm the one that, if I feel like you have a thing against me, I'm actually coming to you. Mm -hmm. Not to check you, but mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm, what, what happened? Where are we? What's going on? Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of feel this. I sense this. Yeah. You know, and sometimes people are like, oh, no, I'm fine. And then later they'll come back and go, yeah, yeah I actually did wow. feel. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've been able to mend a lot of relationships mm -hmm. where things were kind of, uncomfortable because maybe they thought I thought something about myself or somebody else it's how you deal with it's the feelings of jealousy yeah. like, I feel yeah. like we'll that all part. at some point at least once in our lives we'll oh, all yeah. experience a little envy sure. but it's your how you react to envy and is the biggest thing you gotta, you gotta learn to you check, gotta check yourself yeah. Yeah. you gotta knowing, check yourself like what Megan yeah. said like knowing I think one of the critical things we have to teach the younger generation mm -hmm. is that what God has for you is for like you. literally no one can yes. take that because I find jealousy very intriguing because mm -hmm. The very thing that will cause a person to be jealous will cause the other person to be inspired. Wow. And that's right. the thing. Yeah. And I feel like what yeah. that, that shift is the idea that God doesn't have this for me. And yeah. it may not even be that particular yeah. thing, right. but not even trusting God in your lane. Yeah. Like whatever is in my lane, like yeah. I, will, I yeah. would succeed in that. Yeah. And that's why it's so critical that even for everyone watching this, that they realize like whatever God has for you, yeah. that yeah. is for you because then you have the ability mm -hmm. to encourage your sister. Yeah. Then yeah. your sister can be, because even right now, like you see, I think sometimes what people struggle with, like if you, you're single and then you have friends and relationships, yeah. And then mm. it's like, I've seen where sometimes, or if you're dating or whatever the case yeah. might be, people have That's like saying, this. God, I've seen what you've done yeah. forever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> every time. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could go yeah. from that. It could be literally like, God, I've seen what you've done for others. Or you have people that start like, yeah. why not me, God? Wow. And it's like, that means I look at it this way. If God is blessing your friend and your friend is close to you, you, that means God is in he's the area. He's in the area. He's in the area. He's us all, one by one, situation by situation. And it's also perspective too mm -hmm. you know I think we like as you were saying your little mm -hmm. one is like well, I'm not doing enough I'm doing enough but yeah. somebody else is looking at her and marveling at what she's doing thus far yeah, yeah. and I, I think like I went to this uh, um, event and uh, basically it was a, a bunch of women a bunch of actresses all people that you know and we split up into groups to figure out how we can be you know more effective in a certain space wow. and the group that I ended up in was everyone who doesn't really feel like that camaraderie and sisterhood and when we went around the circle and everyone talked about, I mean, someone literally said, like, I thought all of you guys hated me. Wow. And I'm wow. like, what? And like, and even when it got to my turn, I was like, I feel like I never fit in. I feel like the odd man out. I mean, I've been in the business for 30 years and I never quite feel like the cool kid that fits in. Wow. And to hear everybody around the circle, to hear that they all felt that. Wow. 
I mean, it, it blew my mind because I was sitting here feeling like I'm alone in this feeling. That's all right, you know. And to mm -hmm. hear women that I respect, that I adore, that I, I admire their work felt that way. Yeah. It, it was it was deep. I walked away and got in my car and started crying. I was like, oh my wow. God, Lord, this just blessed me so much. Not that I want them to feel that way, but to I'm know that alone. we're in it together. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so perspective is like, you never really know what someone's going through. And then also your own perspective. I look at myself and I feel like I have so far to go. Mm -hmm. And other people come up to me and they're like, girl, you've been done 30 years of work. You've done a great job. I'm like, yeah, but I still want to do this. And I still want to do that. Yeah. I haven't had an opportunity to do this. And so it, it really is, I think, about perspective across the yeah. board. But well. then, Megan, when you talk about perspective, so I know like you grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to like racial tension and racial division, mm -hmm. the there's the reality that many um, for white sisters and you know on the they don't understand the black experience mm -hmm. and when you look at feminism for such a long time it was not inclusive of our experience mm -hmm. you know and I think sometimes the struggle that many women are having when it comes to white women is that to understand what is the ask what is yeah. how can they step in what are the ways that they can mm -hmm. help protect us yeah. and just to get you guys opinion on that that's a very interesting question and it's it's very complicated mm -hmm. because if you if you step in and you don't understand, mm -hmm. then you're still gonna step in with wrong perspective, yeah. wrong comments, offensive comments. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, just do such and such and everything will be fine. And, and it's, mm -hmm. it's so much more layered than that. <laughs> yes. You have to appreciate right. the attempt and you have to, have to appreciate them saying how, right? Yeah. And yes. we have to be in the position to know what to tell them because sometimes if I can be honest even like with this whole racial divide like I'm in the gospel industry and then there's the evangelicals but that's right. different from gospel there's black it's just so confusing yeah. and there's Trump supporters yeah there's <laughs> not yeah there's, like, there's a line in the scene right. and it's like but I really like you but, yeah. I, but yeah. we were friends like what do we say how do we do this mm. we've got to come to the table and we've got to have this conversation I wish I had an answer for what the right mm -hmm. thing to say I just yeah. all I can bring is my heart my honesty yeah. and the desire to to build the bridge, the yeah. desire to heal this relationship mm -hmm. because we're all on this planet together. We all bleed the same yeah. color, you know? And so if we look at it that way, we want the same things. We want to be healthy, we mm -hmm. want to be loved, we want to be seen and heard and valued, you know? Um, We've been raised different ways. We see different things differently. So we have to have this conversation. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should have one of our white sisters here <laughs> right. to ask her. Part two. <laughs> Part two, right? Yeah. I, I think it's, a, I think it's, a, it's when you said, you know, I bring my heart. Like, I think that's the biggest thing. Because I have, you know, some of my white sisters who they're trying. And mm -hmm. some of the things that they say, I'm like, I'm just going to have grace because, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then I have, <laughs> right. like, you know, one sister in particular who hasn't said anything. And I'm like, you know, it, it's a, I know her heart, though, but, you know, it's like a, it's kind of a struggle because it's like if the only thing you posted was the blackout, it's like, that doesn't count. No. Everybody mm -hmm. was pressured to post the blackout. <laughs> right. You didn't post anything before or after that yeah. that does not count to me. Right. And so, it, but it's like, I know her heart. Like, yeah. so it's kind of... I'm finding myself having to remember my self-worth and because mm -hmm. I, I definitely as a friendship is kind of weird on the rocks right now love this person two pieces been in my life for over 20 years but the stuff that was said about Black Lives Matter the stuff yeah. that was said about police brutality if, if they just don't pull a gun then they won't get shot I mean the level of ignorance but That's this is also someone yeah. who's like you know protected my mother and like mm -hmm. been an important part in mm -hmm. my life and yeah. I love dearly it's it's I'm having to find the balance between my worth and what I know is right 
and the grace I'm capable of giving that it may not be called for at this time. Mm -hmm. And then also knowing when God is telling me, you know, this is the grace I'm telling you to give. And it's not mm -hmm. about how you feel about it. It's about what I'm saying yeah. versus even how you're feeling anyway. So it's hard. It's, you know, I think every situation is, is unique and it just has to come from your heart and, yeah. and be spirit led, you know. Because yeah, it's really just building that bridge. Mm -hmm. Because I think the same way, like you have many people and they don't know how. So they're like, well, everyone is doing this. So yeah. mm -hmm. I might as well do the thing that looks like because I think for it's like learning a new language mm -hmm. and not a language that they are they enjoy learning or mm -hmm. a language that right. they are, um, you know, almost like inclined to want to learn. So mm -hmm. it's now like you're forced into this space of, OK, you know, I have friends that are black. Let me understand mm -hmm. this. But yeah. growing up, what what has shaped their perspective yeah. was is not our reality. Right. Their and conversations so in it's their not home the same. From ours. It's completely right. different. Mm -hmm. So when we're saying what we're saying, it's like, no, just, you know, just do better, you know, yeah. just, and we're like, no, it's a completely different yeah. experience. But I think that we have to learn how to build that bridge because like, Ange, you know, when you even look at the comments, like even you run the shade room platform, mm -hmm. but when you look at, you know, what is, what is being said when mm -hmm. it comes yeah. to our white sister's response? There's a lot of ways that black people feel, right? Um, we're exhausted, so we don't want to educate mm -hmm all of the white people or all of the people outside of the community because mm -hmm. it's exa it's mentally exhausting for us. Yeah. And then, um, but at the same time, we want them to be educated. Mm -hmm. And then um, we don't want them to speak unless they know what they're talking about. But then we don't want to, <laughs> we don't, we, we like, listen, but I don't have time to tell you and teach you, you know what I mean? And then we like go read a book and then, but they don't know which book to read. So it's just like, you know, at the end of the day, we have to, we have to, uh, you know, come to, what I want for our white sisters is for them to use their privilege. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? For them to use their privilege to be able to speak on our behalf because people listen a little bit better when they're speaking, right? Yeah. For whatever reason. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it is unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Like the Me Too movement, um, even though like, you know, a woman of color mm -hmm. was behind that as well. But I think that um, people listen more because mm -hmm. they were white women who were affected, right? And so I think that if they can just ch just be our sisters, right? Mm -hmm. And really stand up for us and speak up for us, then that really is powerful in itself. Yeah. So, 100%. Yeah. It's okay. unfortunate that this all comes, if you take it all the way back to slavery to, we can endure pain and have babies and didn't holler and, you know, we can be beat and still work. And, yeah. you know, we can watch our children be taken and still work. We can watch our husbands be annihilated and hung and still work. And I think that mentality went down through the generations. Like, yeah. oh, they're fine. She's fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. when we hear Serena talking about, you know, needing pain medici yeah. medicine while yeah. having a child. And they're going, oh, you're oh, okay. You'll be because they assume that we are superheroes. Mm -hmm. While it's a compliment, it also diminishes my ability to feel and express my pain. Yeah. And we're still trying to recover. I think conversations like this allow us yeah. to recover. And there are, you know, I, I don't think black women, I don't think we need to be rescued as much as our white sisters. And that's not to diminish them. But you know, some people, I, I need a husband and I need to be rescued. Mm -hmm. Well, we've handled it on our own for so long, they don't realize that we want it, we just didn't have it, so we had to make do. Yeah. And yeah. so when we start answering and unlayering some of these deep-seated questions, I think it brings a truth that allows the next generation to to have both, to stand up for myself, but have someone next to me in case I do fall. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's the important thing to kind of pay attention in this conversation that that's different between us and them. And if we kind of have a conversation and start talking about what we need differently. I did a, con I did a conference call, The Women of Faith, and it was all um, Caucasian women mostly. And um, 
there was this this help me kind of sentiment that I just was not used to. Mm -hmm. um, there was a woman who did a monologue. It was beautiful, but she was talking about being invisible to her family. She was like, I served dinner and no one said anything. And I looked at Tina, I said, I would have said, y'all better say something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then yeah. she was like, yeah, she was like, my husband came in and he didn't speak. And I said, a black woman would have said, hello, you don't see me, you know. So we just kind of speak up for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So there are differences when it comes to them and us and having those conversations, I think educates us mm -hmm. on being able to express hurt, but educates them on finding their strength. Yeah. And maybe we can come together and have, and become stronger just because we share, as opposed to being offended by the fact that they don't know us and we don't know them either. Right. That's very true. Now, I love that you mentioned that even just based on how we've been portrayed, like, oh, we've been portrayed as super oh, women yeah, and yeah. all of that. And the beautiful thing is that conversations like this existing, it kind of breaks that limited portrayal of mm -hmm. what does the black woman look like, sound like, what, yeah. is she, what does she feel? Now we're getting more of a balanced approach to who we are. Mm -hmm. um, but what are we still seeing and what are we still hearing that kind of works against protect her movement? Because mm. even if I think about music, I think about, yeah. you know, because again, you, when I think about the things that shaped me, music did a mm, lot 100%. of that. And yes. if I'm hearing the music degrade me, yeah. and that's what I'm, what, what I'm meditating on, yeah. then how is that protecting me? But wow. just what else are we seeing? And it, it doesn't even have to be a direct, like, mm -hmm. attack on black women, but... It could be like, what's that song Pop, by Pop Smoke? Um, and it starts off, I like my girl's red bone, whatever you know what I mean, whatever you know what I'm saying. But like, and now just, you feel if you're not red bone, not, but but not only that, the men now me. feel right. like I want to be like Pop Smoke, and I want to be like Future or whatever you yeah, know what I mean. And I want yeah. the like they want their cars and houses, they want that same girl that they mm -hmm. all are, are coveting, well, right? Sure. And so that is where, that, that causes a lot of like, um, that divisiveness in the community. Yeah. Sure. Now we're like, oh, you know, you listening to that, that's your favorite artist, and you're like, yeah. oh, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't even like my, my, yeah. color, my skin color, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. It's the saddest thing because the people who are perpetuating it still ain't got it figured out either. Yeah. Most of these people who are putting it out here, whether it's girls, guys, mm -hmm. rappers, whatever, mm -hmm. They're babies. They're yeah. 24, they're 25 yeah. years old. They don't know what they're going to know at 30 years old. And so I think one yeah. of the best things that we can do is continue to amplify the messaging right. that gives another option for the person who's willing to consider what road do they want to take. Yeah. You know, because I think the, the biggest influence for me was having options. Mm -hmm. I did think that was a little bit cool, but I'm like, Am I, can I feel good about myself that way? I don't think I can. I want to do it, but... I don't know if I can do it, you know? Yeah. And just having a different option made all the difference in the world. And so I think the more that we do stuff like this, I do think it does. Mm -hmm. There's some, a bunch of young women who are watching this from every age group that I think are going to be inspired by it because we're just being honest, yeah. you know? Yeah. We're not saying we're the end all, be all, we know everything. Right, right, right. We're just being honest about our experience and we've been here long enough to be able to be honest about that experience and have some insight that is a little bit, a lot, a lot a bit deeper than mm -hmm. someone who's 24, 25 years yeah. old. And even that many of them are just repeating so the same way mm -hmm. that they have they're put, placing a standard on this is the type of woman I want but they're mm -hmm. just repeating what they think they should want yeah, yeah. and yeah. so that's the crazy thing because I remember when I read about how 50 Cent didn't drink but then you know growing up yeah. all his songs were about alcohol yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. you know so it's like 
oh, this is the hot thing to do, but that's not even your real life. So even yeah. encouraging people to own their voice mm -hmm. and own their beliefs and mm -hmm. own like you may not, what you desire and who you are may not be what you see in culture, but culture is even confused to that's some degree. Yeah. 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 Future doesn't do drugs. Yeah. Right. But uh, heavy drugs. That all and, the music right. is drug. It's like, yeah. I, I heard my husband say, you know, the generation before hip hop was, they were drug dealers. Right. This generation is all drug, drug. users. They're yeah. all, everybody's high wow. at all times. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what all the music is about. So then you have young people trying to perpetuate the same thing because they think it's cool. What I think is great, um, even about you guys' platform is it allows us to see us the good, bad, and the ugly. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and if you ever go into the comments, there's thousands of comments <laughs> and pros and cons. And people feel all kinds of ways yeah. about it, um, mm -hmm. but still the conversation is being had. So for the kid that's going, it's cool, but not really. Yeah. If they see someone's comment and say, I don't think this is cool, they go, I'm not by myself. Yeah, so right. you really need all of it because everybody has had a different experience. Most kids, some kids didn't grow up in church with, yeah. you know, a pastor as a father mm -hmm. like me. Yeah. So their understanding is different. So we can't vilify, and I'm never vilifying anybody for their experience, but if I can offer something, yeah. if I can allow you to look at something different, see yourself uh, in different eyes, it doesn't require you to degrade yourself to get to whatever you think the top is yeah. I think I'm doing my part uh, in helping them to grow and just have a different perspective mm -hmm. on themselves it really goes back to identity and knowing who you are who you are and whose you are I want to go on, on to that because it's funny because mm -hmm. all of you guys have been on the shade room yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I want to know like it's funny that you have that perspective and you're a gospel artist yeah yeah mm -hmm. um, and you know because a lot of people don't understand that this, when you look in the mirror sometimes it's a it's, some ugly stares back at you, oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Sometimes. And so the shade room is like this reflection, but I do always have um, in my mind, like how do I protect black women and have this platform? Because, yeah. you know, well, just from your perspective, because you've been on there and you've had like mm -hmm. a controversial story before, I'm mm -hmm. sure. Have you? How many? Yeah. Well, it was about my <laughs> Yeah. You said what? It was about my sister and I was defending. It was a whole. Yeah. Yes, but like, yes, how do you guys feel on the opposite end? Like you're the, you're the content you know, mm -hmm. on this platform. Mm -hmm. And you've experienced the comments. I know I'm a part of, I, I'm an out front person. I know it comes with the territory. Mm -hmm. There's no way I can say, listen to my music, watch my TV show, but don't say nothing about me. It mm -hmm. goes with it, you know, and you have to be tough enough to deal with it. You have to be secure enough to take the compliments and the ridicule at the same time mm -hmm. and not swallow either one of them too much. I can't take too much of the praise or the insults, but yeah. if too many, too many, if, if the, the commentary is negative and it's coming mm -hmm. and it's a lot of it, I got to pay attention to it. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like that saying, if, if one person tells you, you got a tail, you can say, no, I don't. But if five people say, hey, you got a tail, you better turn around and look, right. you know? So you have to pay attention um, sometimes to the commentary. It doesn't feel good though. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mm -hmm. when you, when my people call me and go, you, you on the shade room, I go, oh, no. <laughs> They go, no, 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 it's good. They yeah. like to come and post at your prayer. And I thank you guys for posting mm -hmm. my prayers. I really mm -hmm. appreciate it. Uh, but it's it's a hard position to be in sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. It is. It, it is. For me, I'm I'm so sensitive. Like even growing up in the industry and it's like it's it's from you know, for me, it was like back in the day, it was the, the media takeouts when the media takeouts yeah. was a, yeah. a little more harsh. And then from that, my Boss. experience just as an actress, boss yeah. up and then, you know, getting married to Devon and a lot of people thought I just became Christian. I'm like, no, nah, I've been saved since I was 12. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> I was on the cover of magazine. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I still knew Jesus very well. Actually, sexy, read that interview. Yeah. I talked I about Jesus that. in that interview on the cover <laughs> of that magazine. But um, 
it's interesting and even like the thing I went through something recently with my skin it's like it, you know, sometimes it's that situation where it's like, yes, if, if five people are telling you you have a tail, then you do. And sometimes it's a situation where nobody knows what you're going through. Right. And they're completely putting something on you that they think is some, that's something that's happening and it's not actually what's happening. Mm -hmm. And it can be very, very hurtful. For me, it took, especially with the church thing when Devon and I first got married, mm -hmm. it took probably four years wow. of like, just like, it was like, it was severe trauma for me. Yeah. Just the stuff people were saying. and. Wow. And then I think also because it was coming from the church community, mm -hmm. I'm like, y'all supposed to be my safe place. Right. Y'all worse than the rest of them. Like, it's crazy. crazy right. yeah. Because, you know, Erica, you talked about identity mm -hmm. in the beginning. And I think, I believe that one of the communities that should speak into your identity, if anything, would be the church community. Right, right. And then when you talk about this, and we're talking about culture, you know, we're all familiar with canceled culture, right? Because yeah. mm -hmm. if you hear you on the shade room, you're, you might be like, what I do, so let me not go right. <laughs> <laughs> but the crazy thing is that, and I really believe that you all will probably agree with this, is that canceled culture actually started in the church. When oh, yeah. we look at with women, and the things that, if you had a teen pregnancy, Cancelled. Mm -hmm. If you had a child out of wedlock, cancelled. If you mm -hmm. wore something that people didn't agree with, right. and it was, right. <laughs> and that to me is crazy because mm -hmm. this should be the place that is the most yeah. accepting place. And I'm a yeah. pastor, you know, yeah. but you we have to be accountable to each other. We have to be mm -hmm. accountable to the history mm -hmm. of also what we represent yeah. in order to speak into it properly. It's a warped sense, uh, this warped idea of thinking, let me protect the gospel. Mm -hmm. Let me protect Jesus from you people that don't represent him well. Right. Jesus when, don't need your protection. And if you look in the scripture, <laughs> the, the same Christians that are doing things now were the same ones that crucified him. Yes. Yes. The same people that said Hosanna in the highest are the same people who said crucify him. Jesus was the one with the woman at the well who had several husbands. Jesus was the one with the woman who was in a, caught in adultery and said, mm -hmm. I don't accuse you. Where are your accusers? If he, he said he who was without sin cast the first stone. So yes, there are people who feel like they're doing the right thing. And, you know, I call them strong and wrong. That, you know, they think, <laughs> let me protect you. You know what I mean? You, you, but this is where we yeah. come. We're supposed to come broken, breeding, exactly. confused, Amen. trying to figure out who we are and whose we are. And I should be safe to figure it out here. Yes. And um, unfortunately, um, just people have a wrong perception of the God we serve. And the, and the church cancellation hurts a little bit deeper. Oh yeah. yeah. It's connected to, they connected deeper. to your salvation. They connected yeah. to God. Yeah, like, not, not only do we hate you, but God does too. Right. Not, not only do we just... look down on you. And for me, I feel like we can relate because I do the shade room and I, but I, but I love Jesus and mm -hmm. you know that. Yeah. And it's like people, whenever I try to talk about God or it's almost like they try to arrest that yeah 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 right. you, can't. you can't praise him you because you have the shame you, mm -hmm. you can't you cannot possibly love god he cannot possibly be pleased with you and How i feel like that kind of cancellation yeah yeah that? that that kind of cancellation is deeper yeah. because yeah. it actually yeah. makes you wonder if but we have know. to understand that's the trick of the enemy too yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. The, and, and and i always tell people god has one enemy and that's satan there's not one of his children that he hates exactly. even if he doesn't like your like your actions mm -hmm. he loves you mm -hmm. he wants your heart to come back to him yeah. and so sometimes uh people in the church just need to really take a different look mm -hmm. at who god is and the love of god it says for god so love the world that he gave that whosoever believe it it didn't say whosoever goes to church seven days a week whosoever mm -hmm. looks like this skirt. whoever dresses whosoever, whosoever believe it yeah. that that was yes. the only Amen. requirement and yeah. so sometimes we 
we get it mixed up. Oh, did you sin? Yeah. Yes, but the Bible told me to <laughs> repent daily because yeah. he knew I was going to sin. The Bible says he gives me brand new mercy every morning because he knows yesterday I might have done something dumb. And the crazy thing is that if we just own, if we own our stuff and yeah. if we are transparent, yes. because I think that a lot of that, um, just this hard shell Christian life mm -hmm. of you look like this, you, mm -hmm. God doesn't love you, that very person also has something they're struggling right. with. Right. Because even when we look from the you know biblical times, mm -hmm. the very people that would crucify Jesus, mm -hmm. the very people that acted like they were the law, right. they were the ones also breaking the law. For sure. Right. And so I think the interesting thing, and I'm seeing that now where you have even more pastors being transparent, mm -hmm. yeah. because I think yeah. that what leadership is never about perfection. I think that's what many generations had it wrong before us. For sure. That we mm -hmm. have to represent this. And so yeah. you, you're dealing with brokenness in, in, your, in your closet, mm -hmm. rather than just saying that, no, we are all broken because wholeness, the true version of wholeness is only found with Christ. Right. You know, so like allowing that progression and not saying like we have to be this perfect person. And I also think too is sometimes there's nothing wrong. Sometimes, I mean, there always is something to yeah. some degree, but we look at someone and we assume that there's got to be something wrong. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. sometimes it's just someone's journey and someone's process and where God has them right now. And it's, mm -hmm. and it's not to say that you're saying that, but it's not our place to be like, oh, well, the, you know, they're figuring it out. There's something wrong with them. It's like, no, sometimes this is just where God has them right now. Yeah. This is where God has you right now. Mm -hmm. And you know Jesus. So mm -hmm. whatever your walk is and whatever your journey is, nobody has the right to judge it or tell you this or tell you that. The only I feel like the only way someone should be telling you something is if it's spirit led. If yeah. God gives me a word to give you, mm -hmm. he's also going to give me wisdom to give it to you. And he's not going <laughs> to give I'm not going to be saying it on the platform in front of everyone else and attacking you. Yeah. I'm going to say it in a way right. that you receive it because God has given me to give it to you. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's super important that as Christians, we have to be spirit led and not just quick to react to, well, the word says this and here's the little thing, the literal yeah, thing yeah, here. Yeah. I think we have to be sensitive to the spirit and understand when we correct somebody, first of all, we shouldn't be correcting anybody unless God mm -hmm. tells us to, because right. who are we to correct somebody? But if we are, we have to understand that we have to be in tune with God because the point is, is not to correct them. The point is we need them to receive what it is God is giving us to receive them. And then, and then at that point, it's between them and God. You know what I mean? And that, but, and that is so on, on point because just what you said, you're like, when people want to correct, they want to go straight to, well, the word said this. Right. But if you're in tune with your own journey mm -hmm. and you remember your own mess, yeah. you're like, well, you know, God was with me back then. Like, yeah, you're, yeah. Not, right. you're right. not too quick to yeah. say, like, there are things that I know, I've been transparent about things I've struggled in my past. I've talked about pornography. I've talked about all that stuff. Yeah. So when I see someone, I'm not quick to just say, well, right. <laughs> you know, right. you have committed adultery in your heart. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Hell. But Amen. it's like when you're in, when you're honest with yourself and you're mm -hmm. accountable with yes. yourself, then you can look at someone else and just say, yes. hey, you're on a journey. You're on a process. Amen. I mm -hmm. can love you. Like Angie and I, this is my sister, yes. you know, and people I, think this is so, <laughs> such an unlikely parent. <laughs> like, like a pastor in the shade room. Okay. Right. That's how people remember about me and Devon. But I'm like, we're the same. We're exactly the same. Yeah, we are room. literally. You may not see it, but yeah. God sees it. God puts mm -hmm. his people everywhere. Yeah. That's where everywhere. we belong. We belong in 
every we belong in finance in government in music in sports we belong absolutely everywhere because we're supposed to be a light and sometimes you don't come in there with a bible saying hey i'm the jesus girl you just let this love from the inside out shine and people go i just really like him i just think he's really cool because you're shining and that's what you're supposed to do jesus never went around saying hey i'm the messiah serpent like (laughs) he never said it even when they asked he said who do you say i am you know what i mean what do you think what am i to you what am i giving what do you what do you get when you experience me i don't have to tell you you'll experience it if it's real yeah yeah and we do have to be everywhere like Mm -hmm. you're saying because at the end of the day light can't light up light light has to light Mm -hmm. up the darkness absolutely you know so we have to go into dark places we have to go everywhere that's the point is to get where we haven't been you know i always say the most commented post on the shade room is is that post that morning inspiration we posted that says who still believe in jesus it got 175,000 comments. Wow. The most, the most commented post we've ever had. So it's wow. so so interesting um, how this platform. I feel like I am going into a dark space. You know, obviously yeah. media and entertainment. Because a lot of people, they what come to the shade room won't go to church. They mm-hmm. won't. They won't yes. follow me, but they'll follow you. Yeah. And so they'll see, you know, the drama, whatever. Yeah. And then you post something inspirational, and it drops a seed. We're supposed to be yeah. seed planters. Exactly. You plant that seed, it'll be watered. If they go to somebody else's page, maybe they go to Kirk Franklin's page or something. You know, yeah. and they see something else, and ministry begins to spread, yeah. and hearts begin yeah. to change. We're supposed to be drawing people to Jesus. Yeah no matter where we are. That's the goal and the purpose mm-hmm. of a believer. Mm-hmm. It's hard because there's some people who do Christianity real different and real, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're going to stand before God and I won't be there and God won't ask me my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what I know for sure. So as much as we can share to, yeah. to the best of our ability according to our yeah. experience, I think God is pleased with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I love about this, because I, I really believe that there's a young girl watching mm-hmm. and knowing that she can exist in any space for, for the Lord, because you know there's that scripture and it's so popular when it talks about going to all the world, when mm-hmm. the great commission we call it, mm-hmm. you know. But you have also in the Bible, there are moments where there, there were disciples of Jesus who went into a, a particular place and mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit stopped them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is that then it's not really about the cities of the world, but it's about what, what um, kind of what shapes the world, mm-hmm. the organizations, the, what, what influences life and what influences yeah. the world we live in, going into those spaces and influencing that space. Absolutely. And that's the beautiful thing because I think many people think that to serve God looks like ministry. Like it yes. looks like you have to be a pastor, you right. have to be yeah. this, and you can be that. You can because that's just being a shepherd. You can yeah. be anything that the Lord has asked you to do in any yeah. space, mm-hmm. in arts, in media, in yeah. all of it, that you can represent Christ and knowing that you can exist as a believer yeah. even in the darkness. And that's sure. what I love about that. And I just want to add one thing to what you said because I think that's so important. Um, as long as we are in tune with God and we set out to get to know him every single day and get to know him better and to hear him as best we can, as long as we walk in our authenticity. Because I used to often feel like, well, I don't know, like I know that I'm a Christian, I know that I love Jesus, I know that I hear from Jesus, Mm -hmm. but like what can I do in the world outside of being an actress? I know that that's my platform and I'm Mm -hmm. supposed to use that to build the kingdom, but like what can I say? Especially when I hear Mm -hmm. Devon speak, I'm like, well, I can't speak like that, you know? (laughs) And like, and it's, it's interesting how God in these last few years has really been molding me to remind me, like I, I went with um, Devon to like a book tour and we were talking to some kids and you know, we were talking about Jesus and, and some of the kids are like, mm, okay, you know. And I just said, you know, I was like, listen, it doesn't 
Nobody's asking you to go to church. Nobody's telling you this, what you're supposed to do. Everyone is just, what I'm saying to you is that you have a responsibility to get to know God for yourself, yeah. whatever that means. It doesn't have to be religious. It doesn't have to be this religion. It doesn't have to be that. You have a responsibility to go and seek God and to figure out what that means for you. And a lot of kids came up to me afterwards and they were like, that was so powerful because now I want to like go and seek God and see what that is for me. Wow. And I was like, really? And I was like, really? And, I, and they kept saying it and I was like, I didn't even know that was like a thing. To me, it was, yeah. I felt it was like a common sense, but God was like, no, I, there is a word in you, even when you think it's nothing. Yeah. When you lean into your authenticity, you begin to trust who he's called you to be and everybody has a role and a place yeah. and everybody belongs mm -hmm. no matter what. And I so just that. leaning into that and knowing that God wants to use you and you're worthy, even if it doesn't make sense to you, or even if you feel crazy, there is a tribe out there that is looking for you that mm -hmm. needs to hear what you authentically bring. Yeah. And you're enough, That's you know? Great. This might be a little off topic, but that made me think of something that I wanted to ask you guys. Like, now I feel like, mention it, when you say you love Jesus, it almost is like, you're not intelligent. As far as like the culture, like you're not woke. Like being being woke, being woke. Right. They call him Sky Daddy now, but what? yeah, that's what they oh, say. Right. Oh, but Stop no, but, but being but being woke, <laughs> <laughs> being woke and uh, believing in Jesus because of the mm -hmm. racial tension and because yes. of how Christianity mm -hmm. was used in the past, like yes. slavery and yes. all that's that. That's not Jesus' fault. That's people's fault. It's not. But I just want to know, like. Cause we we did uh, essence mm -hmm. why God was real and that went crazy yeah. on the shade room because people yeah. were like yeah like well why why did, how do you know Jesus is real for sure like <sighs> man um, there's nothing in this world I can say I know for a fact that I you know in my spirit I know for a fact Jesus is real because I hear from him because I can feel him I feel him more than I feel the love of my own mother more mm. than I trust that my husband will never do anything wrong in our marriage, mm. more than I trust the love that my sister, who's my best friend in the world, has for me. It is so yeah. real and so intense and so such a unique experience that nobody could talk me out of it. I didn't grow up in the church. Nobody made me, there's nothing, no part of that. I found Christianity when I was 12 after I had some friends pass away in a car accident. And even then, it really was because my friend, after losing three of her friends, believed in Jesus. And I was like, how does that work? You just wow. lost three of your friends, you believe in Jesus, that's weird. Mm -hmm. But something in my spirit that I had never felt before made me go, okay, I, I wanna know what she feels, because this is very confusing to me. And my walk with God, like I, I, I started being extremely religious. I was a straight up Bible star. Like I told my sister, I just don't want you to go to hell when she lost her virginity. <laughs> I was like that. I was like, I was very, I had friends no, like that. none of her friends, none of my friends told me when they lost their virginity. Everyone's like, don't tell Megan, you know? <laughs> and so I started off that way. And then as I've grown in my relationship, I just, I know that I know that I know that I know for a fact. I just know. Yeah. And Again, you can, I can, you can question me about anything else that I know for a fact, but that's just the one thing. And it's like, um, how do I say? It comes down to not believing in something in the sky, not literally just reading the word, not any of those things. It comes down to just asking God for yourself. Are you real? 
What would you have me to believe? What do you want to tell me? Even if you're not sure you believe in it, just try mm -hmm. and see what happens. Because mm -hmm. if he wants you to believe when he wants you to believe, you will believe, believe. and you will be positive and mm -hmm. you will be unshakable and unmovable. And you know what I'm saying? And that's fine. They want to call him daddy in the sky. Well, God bless. <laughs> sky, daddy. When I pray, I say, I say dad, because he's my father, you know? Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, I, I think that whether you believe or not, I think we just just have mutual respect and mutual love for each yeah. other, you know. Actually, Megan, I would love for you to pray into that because mm. you said something that is so key. You talked about being unshakable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, even when we talk about protect her, there are many ways that we can look at it. There are many things that we can call from the church, from the right. community, from culture, from men. But the beautiful thing is that that foundation of Christ makes you unshakable. Yeah. For Knowing sure. that you are first protected by yeah. God. Oh, yes. Sky Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. Sky Knowing Daddy. that you are protected by the all-powerful God. Yes. I mean, from that, because that is really all our foundation, that at the end of the day, mm -hmm. no matter what happens in my life, no mm -hmm. matter if I'm supported or not, yes. because it's true. It, the, the reality is there's some things that you would take a stand on, yeah. and you may not have anyone around you. Right. But even when no one is around you, God is with you. Yes. And I really believe that this is really the core of this conversation that mm -hmm. for everyone watching there are many things you could ask of people and you could ask of those outside of you but there's something beautiful about relationship with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. relationship with the Father and knowing that your protection comes from there so I would love yeah. for you to just pray into those very words you said that everyone watching that they would find that place where they're unshakable yeah. and unmoved by whatever life throws at them because at the end of the day that young girl is protected by God Absolutely. and that's a powerful what you said is a powerful question, uh, think, request from God, because that's yeah. how I yeah. believed in Jesus for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I had said, because my therapist, she just had Jesus all over her. Like, like yeah. you know, she told me, she said, this ain't Christian therapy, but I believe in Jesus, so you're going to get a little bit of that, yeah. just naturally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she said, and we pray one day, and she said, uh, I pray that God shows you something, like shows you how real he is to mm -hmm. where you will never mm -hmm. doubt him again. Yeah. And then... Yeah. It took a long time. Ooh, do y'all feel that? You gotta be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it took a long time. It took me three months of keep praying the same prayer. So it's not like tomorrow. Because he want to know that you really invested. It took me three months and then I got a vision. The craziest vision from God. And it happened. What, what I had seen later happen. Wow, wow. And then from there, he's began to speak to me, dreams, visions. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I've never felt any, there's nothing in this world I could say that is more real than, God. than God. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Or, more, or more uplifting, yeah. uh, more yeah. safe, yeah. like you said. So um, what you're about to pray is about to be real serious. For, every, for, <laughs> every, for everybody that really wants that, Jesus is real. Yeah, it's about to be serious. Yeah. Yeah, it's about to be so yeah. good. I'm so glad you touched on that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah me too. Mm, I love this. Okay. <laughs> we're going to we we yes, yes. yes. yeah. lean in. Listen, y'all, we, we believe in Jesus. We are okay. all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, we should be, be well, that's okay. We got, no, for everyone, we got a situation we're we can't negative. do it. We're all cold. So. <laughs> we're good. We're okay, this is compliant. All right. Thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for just coming in here right now and being in this moment with us. Father God, we love you so much. Thank you, God. Thank you for the lives that you have allowed us to have. Thank you for this moment that you're allowing us to have. Thank you for this fellowship. Thank you for this connection. Thank yes, you for Lord. being here. Thank you for loving us so deeply. Yes, Thank you for giving us vision, Lord. Thank you for just being there for us, Father. 
I pray for everybody who is watching this, and I pray for us being here in this moment, Lord, that you would just speak into people's hearts, that you would just reveal yourself, Lord, that you would give them new revelation, that you would um, let them begin to see you clearly, let them be, uh, begin to hear your voice, let them begin to feel your spirit, yes, let them yes, see that loving you mm -hmm. is undeniable. It yes. doesn't make sense, Lord. It is something in your spirit um, that it doesn't even make sense. And I thank you. I thank you for being all that you are. I thank you for loving us so much. I thank you for this divine moment. Yes, I thank God. you for being in it. And I thank you that you would bless every single person watching this. And I thank you, Father, that you would bless each one of my sisters, Lord. I thank you for everything that's ahead of us. Yes, I thank you again for this divine moment that Hallelujah. is the beginning of something Amen. new, that it is an incredible shift, something that we need in this very moment, Glory Lord. Nothing in this world is more important than you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you are. And I pray that Again, you would bless each one of my sisters, Lord, anything that they're going through. I pray that you would bring healing to their heart. I pray, again, that you would bring clarity, new revelation. I pray that you would bring great people into their life, that you would separate them from anyone who is not good for them. Yes, and I thank you, Lord, that they would continue to use their voice, continue to use their platforms, that they would continue to be spirit-led and overconfident in what you're sharing with them and how you want them to use it. And I thank you that young folks and even old folks watching this would rise up and walk in the authority that you've Amen. given them and in the authority that you are giving them, especially in a time like this, Lord. Thank you for everything that you are. We love you in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, amen. 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 Ooh, man. Wow, oh my Woo. God. That's crying. <laughs> <laughs>